Hello, and you are listening to Tea and Chat, the British English podcast that you can listen to anytime and anywhere. Hello listeners and welcome to today's episode of Tea and Chat. I'm very, very excited because once again we have another interview for you today and this one will be an interview with one of my friends. Um, She is an absolutely lovely woman so I'm so excited to introduce you to her. And we have been friends for around three years now, I think, but unfortunately distance does separate us. So this has been recorded on Skype once again. So you may notice that difference in audio quality once the interview begins. Um, But distance doesn't mean anything in a friendship. You know, she has been so kind as to come and visit me in Canada. And she will be coming to visit me once more next year for my wedding because she will be my bridesmaid. So that's how special she is to me. But I won't talk too much. Of course, I just want to give you the opportunity to listen to the interview. So without further ado, here it is. So today I have a very special guest here with me. Um, She's a dear friend of mine, but I won't talk too much. I'll let her introduce herself a bit better. Um, So this is Yukari and hello Yukari, welcome to Tea and Chat. Hello, thank you for inviting me for this. It's it's good to have you here. Um, Yukari, maybe you can start by telling the listeners a little bit about yourself. So uh, my name is Yukari, like Rebecca introduced. Um, I'm from Japan. Now I'm living in London almost for about nine months. I'm here with a working holiday visa, so I'm currently working in London. That's cool. Great. Um, I think a lot of people are really interested about how to move to the UK. And so your experience, I'm sure, is very inspiring for a lot of people. Um, so many students, of course, that I know they are learning English and their dream is to be able to use that and to work in England. So um, how difficult was it for you to get that opportunity to be able to live there? In terms of getting visa, I didn't need English skill, to be honest. I didn't need to uh, prove my ability of uh, speaking English. But uh, getting visa for England was actually difficult because a lot of Japanese want to live in England, but only a certain amount of people can get the visa every year. We have uh, three days in a year that we can apply. Um, so actually, I've tried on three times to get this visa. And on my third time, I got the opportunity. And then once I moved to London, actually it didn't take that long to get this job. Uh, About a week, I did job hunting. I I wrote a CV and sent it to the companies that I was interested in. Mm -hmm. I think I had maybe about five interviews uh, in different companies. And then, I think because I also chose the companies that are also looking for English and Japanese speakers, mm-hmm. so that it wasn't too difficult for me to get this job. Now, um, I 
I'm working for travel agency and specialist to Japan trip. So I needed knowledge about Japan, not only English. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's quite interesting. So you didn't need to take like any type of language exam at all? No, it wasn't necessary. To get the visa, I didn't need to take any exams or I didn't need any qualifications. But I think, as I remember, on online application, I put my uh, TOEIC score, but that wasn't necessary, I think. Okay, TOEIC, you said, yeah. Yes. Ah, So it's a bit more of a less familiar exam. So a lot of my students, they take IELTS, uh, TOEFL, or uh, the Cambridge exam. So we don't Mm -hmm. hear about TOEIC so much. But the reason for that is um, your case is kind of exceptional in the case of working holiday visa. Unfortunately, the working holiday visa is only available between certain countries like the UK, Japan, Australia, Canada, uh, New Zealand, and I might be missing one or two countries. I, I don't remember. But <laughs> unfortunately, yeah, a mm-hmm. lot of my students aren't from these countries. So um, they won't get that opportunity. But the exact same way that you got a working holiday visa for the UK, I also got the opportunity to get the working holiday visa for Japan when I was there in 2016 now. Uh, sounds like a long time ago, but it doesn't feel like it. <laughs> when I was in Japan, I was working there in a resort, and that's how we met, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I know a lot of students who are so interested in Japan and visiting Japan, and it's kind of like a dream for a lot of people because, I don't know, Japan just seems quite far away from a lot of countries, so it's not really... Um, very possible but these days Japan has become a lot more of a tourist destination I would say even in just the last couple of years with like YouTubers going to Japan and I don't know maybe celebrities going to Japan so coming from Japan I'm sure I have a lot of listeners who are really interested in Japan so they're going to be very excited to hear what you have to say but maybe we could start by kind of telling the students then like how how we met exactly I know I just kind of said we we worked at the same resort um, how would you describe how we met? Yeah, and first of all, I'm really happy everyone um, wants to go to Japan because, of course, this is my country and I always like talking about my country, um, culture, history. And even when we met in Japan, you know, I always enjoyed taking you to places like and showing about around Japan mm-hmm. so like we worked in a resort hotel at the resort hotel but I always say it is quite unique place um it's not just a resort hotel but also like English learning facility so a lot of students also um some adults came to actually learn English so that even though it was in Japan like we spoke in in English, like, yeah. Um, even customers, yeah. Uh, even with customers, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was really fun. So we we mainly worked together in a tea room, 
I really enjoyed walking with you, like making tea, serving food. But at the same time, when it gets a little bit quieter, we just chat, you know, personal things. And、yeah. uh, I think that's the time we build our relationship as a friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope <laughs> so. I hope so. We are more than colleagues, right? We are friends. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, yes, I would say so. <laughs> I hope so at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we are just actually just a colleague. We're just, we're just acquaintances. We're just colleagues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about your personal life. <laughs> <laughs> I talk too much about myself, so you definitely would know either way. <laughs> <laughs> just to clarify, we did work together in a tea room, and it was just as lovely for me to work with Yukari. Yukari was a big part in helping me to adjust to life in Japan.、Um, people often ask me, like, you know, how was it? Wasn't it so different? Blah, blah, blah.、Um, but I never had like any culture shock.、Um, I had really nice people like Yukari who helped me settle in, and、um, just the environment. Was just really welcoming. And yeah, it was just a great experience overall. And thank you, Yukari, for taking me to like all the different places.、Um, my memory is quite bad. So maybe you can refresh my memory and tell me like one of our favorite trips together. It could be in Japan or like we've also met up in other countries. So maybe a favorite memory that we share.、Mm. I'm, glad, I'm glad to hear that you, know, you enjoyed the trip. Um, with me, um, no, I think like a lot of trips that we made was really fun, but the first trip that we made came up in my mind. I, I remember it was really cold day in the winter, especially the place we walked was on the mountain, so it snowed a lot. I cannot remember on that day it was actually snowing or just really cold, but we went down the mountain. I showed you a small village called Otijuku. So that's really tiny village with、um, traditional houses, small shops, and you can just walk around. And then near the village, there's a, a beautiful bridge、mm-hmm. over the river.、Mm-hmm. So we went there to take photos.、Um, then afterwards, I remember I took you to the Foot bath place. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, I, I remember the photos too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We didn't do anything that special, but still around that area,、um, I always like to take people there and、mm. your case as well because it's really traditional place, traditional site of Japan. So, especially for the first time, I think it's. Beautiful place. Yeah, that was one of our earliest memories together, and I absolutely loved it. And again, I was so thankful that you took me that.、Um, it is like so calming and so relaxing. And sometimes, you know, when you are traveling or visiting a place, you don't need to be doing a ton of things, especially if the place itself is just naturally very beautiful. You know, you can just take it in and enjoy it. Without having to do a bunch of activities. But I remember, yeah, we had some noodles in a restaurant there. And I remember causing、oh, yeah. you 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I remember. Mean. I remember being a burden to you as well because I remember losing um, my keys, or at least I thought I lost my keys. Uh, <gasps> do you remember that? <laughs> no, I remember. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I found them later. They were just in the grass <laughs> outside. Yeah, the just house, outside but... of the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I was like, I'm so sorry. I think I lost the keys. But yeah, it it was really nice, and I remember the foot bath too. It was really relaxing. So I remember that trip because not only the places we went, but also just because it was our first time. I was also nervous to go somewhere like outside, like meet you outside of work. I was thinking, oh, what should what should I talk? Uh, like. I hope like you won't get bored with being with me. Like I wanted to show nice places, so yeah, yeah, I think that's one of the reasons that I remember that trip well. Oh, that's good. You were nervous <laughs> <laughs> in a good way, I think. <laughs> in I a just good way, to have a good time. <laughs> yeah, no, that's so nice of you. Um, yeah, I don't. I definitely don't think I was worried about that. Um, and I think you know. When you're with good people, like that, you just naturally feel comfortable around. Sometimes it might take a while to to assess whether that's the case, but um, you know, like wh- again, when you're with like good company, you don't need to worry about like you know, uh, do we have enough activities or enough things to do or enough things to talk about? Because again, the same like with the place with the company, if if the company is good, like you don't even have to say anything and you can just mm-hmm. be relaxed and comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that I found anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, I think so. So that that trip went really well. Like I really enjoyed it. I didn't need to be nervous afterwards. Well, Yukari, I want to ask you like a bit more about your traveling experience and a bit more about your job. But first, I'm just going to ask you a couple more questions, kind of, first of all, just to get to know a bit more about you. So tell uh, us and me and the listeners um, some other things that maybe you are interested in or like any hobbies you have or things you like to do in your free time. In general, I love traveling. I have traveled so many places, I would say more than 20 countries. I love traveling with my family, friends, even by myself. So I would say that's one of my hobby. Mm-hmm. And other than that, um, I usually watch movies at home just to relax. I like reading books as well. But I don't have many hobbies. I think because I'm not really patient so that when I start some one thing I get bored easily so I change other things at doing other things so that I don't like get into one things for a long time I'm sometimes jealous that people has skill or their like favorite things to do in their free time so that they become more skilled Okay, yeah, at one at one hobby or something. I I disagree with you. <laughs> well, I agree with you and I disagree with you. I agree with you because I know what it's like to want to try many things. I'm not particularly skilled at anything, but 
I like to say that I have lots of hobbies just because I love trying new things and I go back and forth between things. But I disagree with you because I think you do have hobbies. Um, for example, I know that you like running and you've run oh, yeah. marathons and things and you're, you're very active, very sporty, I think. Mm-hmm. I am. I love, I love like exercising, walking out, going outside. Mm-hmm. And I... you've, you've ran like, is it both the half and the full marathon? Yes, I did. Half marathon. Actually, I did like those marathon, even like different countries. I did half marathon in Malta and I did full marathon in America, like in Florida, in America. So walking in Disney was one of my best memory in my life. Um, it was only one year, but I walked in a Japan pavilion in Disney, in Disney World. Yeah, everyone was interested in Japanese culture. So not only serving food and drinks, but also I had lots of interactions with uh, with my guests. I I had the opportunity to talk about my country and their countries. And yeah, it was really fun, fun time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you worked in the Epcot part of Disney World, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's amazing. I... I know so many people love Disney and want to visit Disney World if they haven't already as well. So you're kind of like everybody's dream here, you know. You've been you're from Japan, you've worked at Disney <laughs> World, now you're living in London. I'm sure there's a lot of listeners who maybe they're a little bit jealous. I don't know. <laughs> but it's, it's very cool. Um and yeah, you're you do you're definitely talented. I know you have some other talents and things that you take interest in. Um, to keep yourself busy I know you're someone who likes to keep yourself busy and learn things um, I, I won't spoil it for everyone but I, I do know you like like learning about things related to health and uh, you are good at playing piano and I'm sure many other things that I don't even know about so hmm. don't talk so lowly of yourself <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you know me better than I do <laughs> uh, I, I doubt it, but <laughs> I would love to learn more and more about you, you Kari. Um, but yeah, so I guess traveling, it's kind of your your area, your field of expertise. Um, so you work at uh, a travel agency in London, a Japanese travel agency, um, obviously helping people um, that are going to visit Japan. Is that correct? Yes, so our company is specialist to Japan, uh, travel to Japan. So a lot of local people who wants to travel to Japan, we help them booking flights, accommodation, even making tailor-made whole tours. And but also we have um some amount of Japanese people who's living in England, so that mm. like when they go back to Japan. We help them as well, and when if they want to travel around the UK, we sometimes help them as well. Okay, that's good. So you have a good idea of like tourist spots to visit in both Japan and the UK, then. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. So you said that you visited around twenty or over twenty countries. Do you have like a top five or like the top country that you visited? Hmm. Good questions. Uh, because a lot of people has asked me, like, "Oh, where is your favorite country?" Um, but it's sometimes difficult to say because each places when I go, um, I always have different 
theme, I would say. So, for example, when I traveled to South America, I, I went to like Peru and Bolivia. I wanted to see the na their nature and I like, wanted to see their local life. I have been to Mexico and then I had aimed to learn Spanish and do scuba diving there because the, the ocean was just so beautiful there. So it's hard to decide my favorite place because another example, like European countries, they have like old like heritage, world heritages. It's beautiful mm -hmm. as well. But now I think I love, again, I love nature. So when I was in America, I visited Grand Circle, including Grand Canyon, Antelope Canyon, and Monument Valley. They were it, it's just stunning. And I could see that America was just huge. So when I see those places, Grand Canyon, Grand, um, Grand Canyon, Monument Valley, it just, that landscape, it almost like looks like it lasts, continue forever. It's really different to Japan because Japan is more small, obviously, small country, lots of mountains. So, yeah, I, I just liked that difference as well, I think. Hmm, that's an interesting comparison. Yeah, Japan is small, but I guess you just pack in a lot of things in a small space. And you still have mountains and things like that, too, obviously, that it's famous for. But, yeah, I guess if you think about the size, it's really mind-boggling to imagine how big a country can possibly be. Just living in Canada, I live in such a tiny part, and I haven't seen, like, any of Canada. You've seen more of Canada than I have. And... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> just a little bit more no definitely like it's quite difficult to travel inside Canada because it's so big and it's so expensive but mm. even when you're just driving in the car on a, on a long car journey for a few hours you just start to get a sense of how big a place is and just the fact that I live in this tiny corner of Canada for example yet it's just so huge there is so much more and like every place is different right and I mean you visited Banff in Alberta and I really want to go there <laughs> I want to yeah I want to visit there again because when I went there it was almost winter so it just snowed a lot but um yeah so some loads were closed closed as well so hopefully I can go back there in summer and do more hiking and see beautiful lakes yeah i'm sure it's nice in both seasons it if you don't know if you're listening banff you should uh google it b-a-n-f-f it's a very beautiful place in canada with a beautiful lake and mountains and just kind of stereotypical uh canadian landscape with log cabins and things but um, yeah, I remember you weren't happy when you realized it was snowing and I was like, but that's like <laughs> typical Canada. That's cool. And, um, it was beautiful though. Yeah. Um, it's actually one of the place it made me want to travel more. Mm. Um, actually, when I was working in Japan, I, I worked there for about three years and then during that time, my parents actually visited Banff first and they sent me a photo 
of that beautiful lake and it made me think oh I don't want to stay in Japan forever I want to explore more so that around that time I started thinking to go different countries and then actually live different countries not only just traveling Mm. and then I started looking for what I can do like what kind of jobs I can get or how I can get the visa so yeah so Banff is one of the special uh, place for me that's one of the reasons I wanted to visit Banff and see the place in like in person yeah that makes sense that's cool I didn't know that actually um And you mentioned as well, you know, obviously it's kind of inspired you to want to live in different countries. I know you have experience of kind of living in a few different countries, right? I mean, aside from England, you've lived in New Zealand, is it? Uh, Yes, Um, I lived in New Zealand just for about four or five months with working holiday visa. Mm -hmm. And then, as you mentioned, in America also. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, do you think that you would like to uh, continue living in the UK in the future or you want to continue living in like different countries? Um, I quite like living in England so before I came here with the working holiday visa about six seven years ago I actually lived here for about a year to, um, as a student uh, when I was in a, uh, when I was at university my university in Japan had connection with the university in England. So I did studying abroad for about a year. At that time, I realized that I love this country. I think the, the British people and Japanese people has quite a lot of similarities. And so that it's easy for me or I would say comfortable for me to live in England. Mm. That's the uh, yeah. That's why I wanted to come back here and actually work here. What what similarities do you think? We are, we both Japanese and British are quite reserved. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Nothing else <laughs> in common. One thing. Um, no, like it's. I think it's kind of funny, but I feel like we we like to have our own like personal space compared to other I don't know I don't know all countries but from my experience uh, American people are more friendly and they love talking to strangers but Japanese and British I feel like we hesitate to like you know (laughs) invite people in our personal space no it's true in a a good way it's not like a negative thing it just we it's difficult to describe but we have good like distance with people and i (laughs) i I know what you mean because like i'm british so i can understand but I understand maybe from other people's perspective they might think that it sounds like we're cold or something um (laughs) So you mean like the mindsets of British and Japanese people um, are quite similar. And I understand what you mean because definitely like 
I guess that is kind of a big difference between like Americans and British people is that we are normally a bit more reserved, a bit quieter. And it's something that I notice it's something that British people uh, are generally aware of. I don't think Americans really realize when they visit Europe or the UK, um, they can come across as quite loud, not just vocally, but in their personalities and a bit overwhelming for people. Um, so that people don't know how to react, but they they can tell maybe just by the personality that that person is American. And then also, if I compare to like my South American students, I know that they are much friendlier in that they might um, interact more with uh, their neighbors or like they see their families very often and they have big families. It's not the case for everyone, but I know in general, there's this feeling like kind of a stronger feeling of community in some way that we are missing. So I I know kind of what you mean. I never actually thought of it before, but I I can see what you mean in terms of our mindsets are a bit similar in that way. And I know that people, even ourselves, make fun of us by saying sorry or Mm -hmm. apologize all the time. I know Canadians as well, they are well known for saying sorry. This is something that they're famous for saying. But, you know, Canadians yeah. have a British history, so maybe they did get it from British people. I don't know. Um, but yeah, sorry, please, thank you. Actually, that's something that my students say when they visit the UK. They, they find that British people are quite polite in general, more polite than in their country. So, yeah, sometimes people might perceive British people to be, I don't know, unfriendly. It's not really the case, but in general, it can be quite difficult to make new friends, meet new people when you're moving to another country, when you're going to live in another country. And I always ask my students who um, just recently moved to the UK, for example, like, make sure you go outside. Are you meeting new people? Like, try and join some groups. It's really important that you interact with the local people. So do you have any advice? Because it's really hard. Do you have any advice for people that are moving to another country on, like, on ways that they can meet new people or make friends? Like you said, I very first time when I moved here, I also want, of course, I wanted to have many local friends. So I joined a lot of activities it's all different types of activities um some of them are like workout or dance lessons even just go for going to pub uh, there are many like language community as well that put people are learning english or different languages i just went so many different activities almost like every day or mm-hmm. like once every two days. Yeah. Um, yeah, because like we have all similar interests. It was easy to actually talk to them. Um, we had a really good conversations, and not only at the activities, but once we get to know each other, we exchange our like email address or phone numbers, and then we met again just even outside of the activities just to have a coffee or just to drink okay that's how you made your friends say yeah that's really a good advice like that's what i said like kind of try and advise people to do that language exchanges um and i know i think you use a website too right meetup.com did you use that Mm -hmm. yes i did 
yeah, so this is like a one way. It's only one way that you can find out if there are people in your area who want to meet meet up. Uh, maybe they have similar interests. But of course, maybe there are certain events where you're going to as well. So just paying attention to what's going on in that community, I think, can be really helpful. That's really good advice. Um, and Yukari, I don't want to talk your ear off for much longer. So thank you for that one piece of advice. But maybe just to end, you could give... Um, our listeners a, a final piece of advice maybe in regards to like learning English and the journey that they're on at the moment um, if you could give them one piece of advice what would you give them I always think that having motivation is important and any any anything is fine for example or if you are going to take exam that's one of your motivation motivation to learn English like I said I took TOEIC. TOEIC is more like for business English so I studied business English specifically for the exam. If you want to understand movies without subtitles that's one of the motivation I think. I always think that's important because if you are just studying English for nothing, if you are studying English without any motivation you sometimes get bored or you might find it difficult to keep studying, but if you want to achieve something, you will see what you need to learn. Is it vocabularies or is it grammar? Yeah, or like improve your listening skills, something like that. So you need to have a goal and a focus. Mm-hmm. I, I completely back that. I completely agree with that. I mean... Like even just, I like to dabble in learning a bit of Spanish here and there like you. Uh, but I say, you know, I just learn it for a hobby. And if you're just learning something, you know, for fun as well, when it comes to language learning, unfortunately, it's not enough. Um, so I know myself that like with my Spanish practice that I'm not going to really achieve anything unless I give myself a bigger motivation or a bigger reason, you know, if I were to want to live in Spain or like you said, maybe just have an end goal, like wanted to watch movies without subtitles, but really sticking to it, then you then you can make progress. But if you don't really have like a, a real strong reason for learning the language or a real motivation, then it's going to be very difficult for you to achieve anything or make progress. Mm-hmm. And most importantly, you have to enjoy learning that language because I always say learning English is like my hobby yeah. I do enjoy learning English yeah so I mean it's a good thing it's not a bad thing to say that it's a hobby I guess it's good to enjoy it yeah on the opposite end of the spectrum I have students who are purely learning for work purposes you know they don't want to learn English they are just learning because they feel like they have to or they have to make, go on business trips and I can see that they are going to struggle in making um, any progress in comparison to the students who really enjoy learning language. There definitely has to be some enjoyment factor there. I agree with you 100%. Okay, Yukari, I'm going to wrap it up there. But thank you so much for your input to this podcast and for answering my bazillion, gazillion, billion questions. Um, (laughs) 
I know it's quite strange to come on here and like, you know, talk to me like we're having an interview, maybe, um, like you said, we're friends, not acquaintances, right? <laughs> so um, <but> thanks. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming on here. Um, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast. And I'm sure the listeners will really uh, enjoy what you have had to say today and maybe made them think a little bit about life in general <laughs> not at all thank you for having me and thank you for letting me involved this podcast it was absolutely my pleasure thank you yukari maybe in the future i'll have you again but i i don't want to take up your time <laughs> but thank you yukari. <laughs> thank you so much for being on this episode and bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.